Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What up, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. Uh, interesting topic today. You know, so I do a lot of... I do a lot of stream of consciousness writing in the morning. Like, I kind of just write. You know what I mean? I do that on my laptop and... It's whatever comes to mind, comes to mind. And sometimes it's reflecting, you know, on the previous day, week, month. Sometimes I look back at how far I've come over the course of the last decade or 15 years or whatever. Um, and today I just realized like, holy shit, when I was most poor is when I loved money the most. <laughs> and that might sound counterintuitive, but when I had the least money is when I loved it the most. And my love of that money actually kept me poor and in a lot of ways kept me from kept me kept me enslaved almost and that's what I want to talk about today because this value might you may not have thought about this consciously but when I bring these things up they're going to hit you in a certain way where you're going to be like man I agree with that value and now I need to tease out where in my life do I need to act on that because there's misalignment. So it's the love of money um, over the love of self. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. All right. Now, before we get started, it is, um, I, I want to make sure you guys head on over to missingpeacepodcast.com and head on over there, missingpeacepodcast.com. There's a button for Angie. There's a button for Paul. There's a button. You can join our free Facebook group. Guys, we do trainings in there every single week. Uh, literally people have, have had amazing transformations just following our free content. It's, you know, it's that applicable. So do that. Click Angie's stuff. She's got amazing meal prep stuff, uh, resources, I should say, not stuff, uh, cause it's not a very descriptive word. There's a button for Paul. I've got my dude's guide to cutting. I've got, um, my weekend nutrition blueprints. So just stay, stay in the loop, stay what's up. Um, stay up to date with what, everything that we got going on. And, you know, of course, leave a review. If you feel it in your heart, leave a couple sentences about what you found valuable. Uh, so that a, I can do more of it and B, so other people who are looking for podcasts can see that. And they're like, Oh man, th this person found this valuable. I was looking for that. So now I'm going to listen and Oh my gosh, my life has changed. All right. So do that for me. Now, let me take you back. Let me take you back about 10 years. Wait, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, give or take. Um, so 2011 ish, something like that. Eh, maybe not quite. Maybe we'll go 2013. Um, and this was a crazy time in my little young business, if you can even call it that. According to Michael Gerber of the E-Myth, I didn't own a business. I owned a job and I owned a shitty one at that. So at the time, I was I had my little training studio, which was actually a 1,700 square foot garage. And I, dude, I loved it. It was raw. It was gritty. We listened to a lot of 90s grunge on the same stereo system that I listened to in high school. Uh, we had a garage door that we opened up in the spring. And it was, dude, it was awesome. It was an awesome place. It was, it, was a, it was a great training ground for me in a lot of different ways. But I uh, opened that place as a one-man band. So I was alone when I opened it. And um, when I say alone, I mean in the business. I was the only one that worked there. And I trained at a certain point between 10 and 12 sessions per day, 
per day. It was crazy. So like first thing in the morning, all the way through the mid morning, catch a little break. We do a lunchtime thing, catch a little break in the afternoon and then start up at four or five o'clock and, and crank through till seven or 8 PM. Dude, it was exhausting. It was exhausting. And I was trying so hard to make that work. Um, in the only measure of success I could gauge for a business was profit period financial money profit which obviously vital to a business yeah like obviously a business needs profit but we could also look at other scorecards such as how does this business affect your health and more importantly how much freedom does this business give you because as the solo person who was responsible for training all of the sessions I was there first thing in the morning I was there last one at night and outside of, like I said, 10 to 12 sessions a day that I'm training, depending on how many private lessons I had on top of the group classes, I was cleaning it up, right? Mopping the floors, uh, doing the books, right? So, so doing my own bookkeeping, spending an hour on hold with the IRS because I screwed up some form. You know what I mean? That was, that was the shit that I did. And looking back, looking back, I realized that there wasn't a ton of profit to go around, but because all I wanted to see was that number maximized, I didn't do things like hire a cleaning crew. I didn't do it myself, right? I didn't do things like hire the CPA to just do the bookkeeping for me. You know, I didn't do things like hire other people. Well, eventually I hired other people, but for a long time I resisted hiring other coaches and trainers because it's just like, man, nobody can do it as good as me. I'm scared. I'm scared, right? Like, what if they're not as good? What if the clients don't like them and everything like that? And so because of that, what ended up happening was the business was profitable. There's no doubt about that in the financial regard. But I valued that so much that I didn't even realize I was putting that love over myself. Meaning, meaning I couldn't just do anything on a weekday ever, ever. Like if so, even if somebody asked me to lunch, like, yes, I had a couple hours in the middle of the day, but like it was after I'd been up since 4am and I was still trying to save energy to, to hit my afternoon sessions hard. Right. So it's like, I, I couldn't really go out to lunch, enjoy lunch. Certainly couldn't go to dinner cause I didn't leave the gym till after 8pm. And even if, and even if somebody wanted to meet me for a late dinner, eight thirty, well guys, I had to be up before the next day. I didn't want to go out. I was freaking tired. Friday nights, now granted, I didn't stay that late on Friday nights, but guess what? I was tired and I had to wake up again on Saturday. And so by focusing solely on the money in my pocket and not letting any of it out, I was trading away my life. I was trading away my life. And even as we grew, even as we grew, and hired staff and did all that stuff. Hired staff ultimately ended up hiring somebody to clean. Thank God. Um, I still found ways to cut corners in my business expenses in the name of profit. And it wasn't until it, I was in my mid thirties at some point and everybody, by the way, everybody's told me time and time again, like, Hey man, you know, why don't you hire that out? Hire that out, hire that out. And I'm like, no, like I want the money for myself, you know? And I'll, and I'll, I'll always say like, well, I'll get to that point eventually. Right. But somewhere in my mid thirties, the best analogy I can use is has to do with books. I love to read. 
before, especially before we had kids, I would spend all my downtime when not at the gym, just reading because I was decompressing. I didn't want to be around other people. I didn't want to be conversing. I conversed all week for work, you know, and I read and I read and I read and I loved it. And if I read about a book recommendation online, I would, I would add it to a spreadsheet, which is my reading cue. And then if somebody, you know, maybe somebody recommended a book, especially as I got like Amazon one click on my phone, I would buy it right away. Like, boom, buy that book and then just put it on the shelf. I'll get back to it later, which is fine because, you know, some of the best reads happen like that. I buy it and then, you know, maybe a year or two goes by and I'm looking for something to read. And I've got a few unread books on my shelf. I'm like, oh, I'll grab this one that so-and-so recommended a year ago. And boom, it's amazing. And that's what I'm doing right now, by the way. I'm re- I just picked up a book that I bought probably probably two years ago called um, Pieces of River by Life Anger. And it's like amazing. Just drew me in. It's a novel. It's awesome. Anyway, somewhere around 35 years old, 36 years old, I realized that I'm not going to read all the books I want to read. Like it just hit me like a ton of bricks. You know what I mean? You go through life as a young person thinking there's always tomorrow. There's always later. There's like, you literally think life is infinite because you just can't fathom how long 80 years is or 90 years is, right? Like you're just like, that's forever basically. And so you live your life that way. And then it, it was, it was about that age, 35, 36. I was like, oh my God, like, and there was a few other doors closing for me as well, like the, the age to have kids with Angie was like coming to a rapid end as we were trying to, you know, have kids and, you know, whatever. Um, there's just, you know, and it just hit me. I'm like, man, I'm not going to read all the books I want to read. Like I can't, I literally don't have enough life, time, life, same thing to finish all these books. I'm not going to get to see all the places I want to see um, in the world. And it was just like, man, that's crazy, right? And so then when you start, you know, so then after I have this epiphany and it's kind of changing in me over time, right? It's, it's this, this thing is like hitting me over the course of, you know, weeks and months. Right. And then it would be like, I would find myself doing something I didn't want to do, you know, like mopping the floor. I'd be like, why the hell am I wasting? I get so mad at myself. Why the hell am I wasting time doing this? I will never get this moment back. You know, and I get violently angry with myself and that, and that, which is good because that's ultimately what led me to, you know, start hiring people and start making the trade and ultimately led to this epiphany. Like, dude, you're freaking valuing money over your life right now. Do you understand that? And then it led to, then I'm like, dude, I can just trade money and buy back more time. How amazing is that? How amazing. Like I used to spend three hours a week cleaning the gym, right? Three hours a week of my time. I'm the freaking owner, right? So what could I do with that three hours? I could leverage it to make more money for the gym. I could go read a book. I could do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. It's, it's my time again. It's my life. I get to spend it who I want. And that was such a powerful epiphany. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I was able to just fearlessly buy back my time, like on every single task, like in my business, I still held on to things. because I'm a control freak, but ultimately having the realization and moving and making the realization and then understanding that, okay, this is my value. I value my time above all else because time is life have that realization or I had that realization. And then it was a matter of weeding out areas of, you know, weeding out areas of 
where am I not in alignment with this? Where are my behaviors out of alignment with it? And then either changing those behaviors or if I'm finding resistance to changing those behaviors, well, why? What, what is that resistance is all about? And usually it's about fear or scarcity or something like that. And, you know, just like, just like give you an example, you know, the last year or so, yeah, last year or so, year and a half, as we closed the gym down and brought all of our business online, we, we, we did not spend money on advertising because we, we purely grew through our social media channels, which is awesome, right? So we just make posts and we, and we friend people and, you know, comment, like comment on their posts. And like, we're just, you know, in there engaging with people constantly on social media, which is awesome. And it doesn't cost any money, but it costs a lot of time. And so at a certain point, and I just, you know, I reached this point where I was like, man, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Like as far as the time on social media goes, I want to spend it creating amazing content. I want to, I want to spend it expressing myself and just letting the chips fall where they may in terms of if people like it or not, you know? And then I was like, so I'm definitely out of alignment there because Facebook and Instagram have these things called ads, right? Where you can pay them to go find the people. You can pay them to amplify your message and attract your audience that way. And I was like, well, why am I so resistant to that? Oh, I was scared. I was scared of the unknown. Like, what if it doesn't work? I was scared of putting my message out there to people who are complete strangers. What if they don't like me? Right? What if they make fun of me? Which they do, but I'm over it because I have my time back. And, you know, ultimately, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. Because now I'm back focusing on what exactly it is I love to do, which is which is creating the content and not you know, hacking the algorithm to get it spread. I just, I hack the algorithm by paying the algorithm to just go give it to, you know, spread that message to people who might be interested. And it's a really, it's a really interesting thing, right? Because now I bought back time and now I can just focus on whatever else I want to do. And I guess since we're already on, on the ads or, or on that social media train, we can talk about, you know, where this kind of stirred up in me again. It's like, man, because in my ads, my the guy who runs them all for me. Because by the way, I'm not messing with that algorithm myself. That's ridiculous. Like I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. So there's services out there who guess what? That's all they do, and they're experts at it. They can do it better than me. And now I don't ever have to mess with it, right? They they deal with it. But he was like, hey, there's all these comments, you know, block, delete. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't give a shit because all the comments. A lot of them, like a lot of them were making fun of me. In fact, like one dude the other day, he said, it looks like you worked out a lot in high school and then smoked a bunch of crack. <laughs> like I can't even, I can't even get mad because that's so hilarious. Um, I think he deleted it right away though. Otherwise, cause I was trying to screenshot it and then it was gone. So um, anyway, but a lot of them are talking about, well, like all this information is out there on the internet. All you like, you could go get a lifting plan from Google. There's this YouTube channel, that YouTube channel. And I'm like, yes, it's out there, including me, including me. I have a free podcast and a free Facebook group. Yeah. And free, free guy, free nutrition guides, the whole deal, man, whole deal. It's all available to you. However, however, if you have a vision of where you want to go and it's a strong and compelling vision and you are completely sold on that vision and why you need it, why it's imperative that you go and make it a reality right now. Guess what, friend? Free ain't going to cut it because you can pay a coach to leapfrog you. 
you can pay somebody who's been there, done that, and tell you exactly what to do, give you clarity, and get you the result much faster than going out there and learning it on your own. Like, guys, I've been doing this for, I've been doing it professionally like 12 years. Okay, so that all that same information that's out there, yeah, dude, we do have the same information. But guess what? I've got a proven like a proven track record with myself. But then I've also distilled it down and created the behavior change in thousands of people over ten years. You th- do you think that my perspective might be worth a few of your shekels, or are you just going to go and figure it out yourself? Because you can, and, and me, it's, maybe you find that fun. And I get that sometimes puzzles are meant to be solved. But sometimes, but sometimes when you have a vision of who you want to become and what you need to do to become that person, you just want to get there as fast as possible. And there is no amount of money that is worth your time at that point, because every day that you spend not living that vision, not moving towards it, every day that you spend not moving towards it is a day you can't get back. So at a certain point, you always have to decide, do I love money more or do I love my time more? You guys, this goes, this goes way freaking deeper than fitness. Way deeper than fitness. Everything, man. Family vacations, dude. You, you going to spend some money to, to make an amazing memory with your family? Or are you going to say you can't afford it? Right? Your environment, your home. Do you love the home that you're in? You have to spend a lot of time there. Right? And if you're living in a shitty house that you know, you keep that you don't keep it clean, let's just say, and I'm not saying we all have to live in a mansion, but what I'm saying is in your environment that you're surrounding yourself with, is it lighting you up? Or are you cutting corners to, are you cutting corners to save a few bucks? Because I got to tell you, man, my sanity and being in an environment that fosters creativity and lights me up every day is worth, my sanity is priceless. I guess what I'm trying to say. So long story short, you can find this value and most people will espouse it, right? When you put it like that, like, Hey, you can have like how much you could be like, Hey, how much is your life worth? They'll be like, dude, you, how it's, it's priceless. Like how much can I pay you to just take all your life right now? Like, e- even if that was possible, I'd be like, you can't, you couldn't pay me enough. You couldn't pay me enough. If like, let's you know, I'm 38, let's say I've got 40 more years left in me. 40 some odd more. How much can I trade you for those 40 some odd years? How much can I pay you for those 40 some odd years? You'd be like, no, uh, I'm keeping it, dude. It's like, that's the most important thing in the world to me. Cool. So you, you have that value. But now we need to tease out what does the application of that actually look like? Where might there be a misalignment? You know, because obviously, you know, we're not all Jeff Bezos, right? Funds aren't unlimited. That's, that's the truth. But at the same time, if we're looking at how can we spend our days in ways that light us up and how can we buy back time in such a way that allows us to be more of who we were meant to become, who, who it's imperative that we become, I bet you can find ways that are, you can find ways to spend money to save time. Right, and the norm, the cool, the cool thing to do is is to is to save money by spending time. Right, people tend to look at you like a sucker if you don't do that. Oh man, and that's that's kind of what the people 
on my Facebook post are saying, they're like, hey, dude, don't be a sucker. This information's free. You can just spend your time and you can save a few dollars. I'm like, cool, man. That's cool. Like, I don't even need to have a conversation with you because we're so far off on values. And the people who are ultimately going to end up with me anyway are people who are like, dude, my time is so valuable. I'm definitely going to pay some money to save that time. You know, and I want you to look at that's a fitness example. But I promise you, I promise you that if you look around your life, there's other areas where you could where you could potentially buy, use your money, leverage your money to create more time freedom, which is ultimately what everybody wants anyway. 